0: Welcome to another episode of the Pikesville Podcast. I'm Eris De Silva, your host for today. We are honored to have you here with us today as we take a listen to Goodman Goofs by Archer and Fletcher Goodman and a roundtable on body image hosted by Gabriella Feinberg and Wakira Parson. Starting off our episode is Goodman Goofs, a segment sharing jokes told by Archer and Fletcher Goodman. Hi, I'm Archer. Hi, I'm Fletcher. And And this this is Goodman Goofs! Goofs. Brent Skelko works best in winter. Frosty the Clown Man. What did Peter Pan say to the pirate captain on the gold cars? Ha, ha, you hooked your shot again. What did the sorcerer say to an invisible man? Hey, dude, you're outside! Where does Santa stay when he's away from home at a ho ho hotel. Why did Santa wear a suit of armor and symbol of He wanted it to be a night before Christmas. Santa, why are you walking to work, Frosty? My snowmobile melted What? Month job was a lot. I've had to go with jokes. Pink time. What is the twins favourite day of the week? Tuesday. Tell your family and friends about the Pikesville Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Pikesville Podcast and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast apps. If you want to join a team or be a guest on a future episode, feel free to send a message to Mr. Smith at gsmith6 at org. Up next is a Tough Talk Roundtable on body image hosted by Gabriella Feinberg and Wakira Parson. They are joined by Molly Glazer Christian Taylor and Pikesville's very own teacher, Mrs. Laporta.
1: Hi, welcome to Talk Talk. Everyone, Talk Talk. Everyone. I <laughs> am um, your co-host, Gabriella, and I'm Wakira, the other co-host. And um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have a lovely group of people to talk about body image. Um, You can all introduce yourself, whoever wants to go first. Hi,
2: my name is Molly Glazer, and I am an 11th grader at Pikesville High School.
3: Um, Hi, my name is Christian Taylor. I'm a junior at Newtown High School. And
4: I'm Mrs. Laporta. I'm a 30-year-old co-worker, staff member at Pikesville High School. And friend. And friend. Friend of the podcast. (laughs) Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, everyone.
1: Yes, Ms. Laporta has been dying to be on here and I thought this was going to be a great opportunity to have her bright expressions yeah. and bright face.
4: <laughs> you can't see it, but the skincare routine is on point, everyone, trust me. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: need some tips. Yes, applause for everyone. All right, so in this discussion, we were going to be talking about um, body image, how that's been affected, here living at home, how that's just been affected in general with school environments and how it's something that I don't think we really talk about within our community, especially in school. So I'm gonna have Wakira start off this conversation and this is just gonna be like a flowing thing and I just want people to feel really comfortable with the environment here and what we're about to discuss. So um, Wakira, let's start things rolling. Cool. Um,
5: So my first question, remember this is like a collaborative discussion, so I'm not just projecting this at myself, I can also answer it too. I mean, at you guys, I can answer it too, sorry. Um, But I just wanted to ask how important um, body representation like in the media is and how that affects even younger generations or younger kids um,
2: growing up. I know it was uh, definitely really important to me because I would, you know, I'd be watching, I love animation, I love film and you would see in in like you know comics and such they would always design these like overly over the top dramatic and like perfect bodies for these characters and i was it wasn't a set the sense of like oh why don't i look like that but more of um i wish there was someone who did look like me and it's like the, these what kind of like these the lack of realism in Especially like movies for me personally, it was kind of like, okay, so um, where where am I? Where can I see myself in these stories? Where is um, where is there? It's like it's like you feel isolated from the stories that you're um, watching because you don't see yourself. Like I remember um, when Moana came out, she has like a slightly larger nose and a slightly w- wider face, and even though that was something like so small. I was like oh my god that's like I, I have a slightly wider nose i have a slightly wider face that and i i just it made me feel more comfortable about my facial features and even if it's like represent representation is something so small i feel like it can really impact how we relate to the content uh, and media around us it can make us more comfortable with ourselves
4: i think something that's been really interesting to watch um since you know i'm 107 in terms of you know, Gen Z age, um, is just seeing how the trends have changed over time. And I mean, I grew up in the nineties and you know, while I was super fashionable in Windbreakers, I wasn't the one who had to deal with the body image of the nineties where it was, you had to be stick thing. As I got older, I was like a teenager when it was like Christina Aguilar and Britney Spears, like who were super like hard body, like look at my six pack, like I have like lady abs. And like, look at how, like it's super low cut jeans. And I'm like, man, I'm never gonna wear low cut jeans. So it was something like early on, I was like, that's not that's not the fit for me. Um, and then as I got older, spoiler, I've always been a plus size lady. Just that's, you know, food is life, what's up? Um, so seeing that transition from super stick thin to like healthy thin, which was like the obsession of working out, and then transitioning to like, oh, well, it's great to have curves. Curves are great, but only if your curves are in the appropriate spots, the appropriate measurements, because otherwise then you're fat. And now it's this, we love all bodies, but then you're scrolling through TikTok and the first thing I do is I check the comments and I'm like, what are they saying about this plus size person? How are we feeling about this person? And Lizzo recently made um, a comment in an interview where she said, It's frustrating that I am the face and the voice of body positivity because I have a bigger body, that I am the one who has to do it and no one else is stepping up to the plate because otherwise it's, oh, well, look at their health. So it's it's this notion that if you are too over or too under anything, that there's a health factor and that if you're in the middle, you're also still not the norm. So just because of the way that trends have progressed since the 90s and everything's still coming back. There's clothes, well, anybody could be a beach body if you go on the beach. Yeah, I mean, you can say that with a group of people, but then the larger majority, every, you know, magazine, every like Instagram ad is, oh, look what this celebrity looks like out of makeup. They're dumpy as anything, meh. So it doesn't stop.
1: Yeah, and and I just think media in general, it's just the, the way that they really like portray things and like I really want um Christian to like say something on this because like guys like like the body image of guys are just They're just not portrayed and when they are portrayed you have to be the most amazing bodybuilder that has ever existed in the history of this planet like I do not know any person that really addresses the body image of men, which I think is terrible because I think that so many people struggle with that. They think, some think that they're too skinny because if you ever think about like what girls talk about, especially what's projected in the media, especially on wonderful TikTok, it's like, oh, you have to look like a 17 year old kid. I don't care if you're 20. I want you to look 17 or 18, okay? And I want you to have six pack abs, arm veins, please. And <laughs> and just everything must be sculpted as such. And if you're not, I don't I don't really know like why you're even here. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest things. You can't be like too like a little bit too overweight, but you can't be too skinny. And then it just becomes this whole entire thing of like, you know, what really is like the body image for men because when you when you talk about like famous people, like as you said, like, you know, Lizzo was saying how, you know, she she's like she is the voice for, you know, body positivity for like women and like, you know, you know, you know, like you should be okay to be you. Like if you are overweight, regardless if that is like your choice or just like something that is a thing, like you shouldn't have to be ashamed of that. You're beautiful. But for men, like who do they have? Like they don't have that one person, like um, although it shouldn't be one, but they don't have that person that's like, you know, you can be super skinny if that's the case and you can still be healthy and like relatively big and you can still be healthy because whatever happens, like your size just also just depends on just like, like metabolism and other things. Like it, it's not always like they're fat, they eat too much. They're gross. Like they're not taking care of themselves. No, it's it. It depends on so many different factors. So they don't even have that role model where they can go to. Like you know what? Like I'm okay. Like you know this is okay. I am okay, and I should be okay. So I I definitely want Christian to talk about that because I just I feel like it's just so um, taboo for some reason.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Um. So definitely in a lot of movies, like the most attractive guy always has six pack arms. All right, six pack. And then like big arms, big triceps, big chest, big everything. But like the fat, not the fat, but the bigger or the really skinny guys would always be seen as like the funny ones, never the attractive ones. And I've always seen that as like a negative thing. And so as like growing up, I was always interested in uh, bodybuilding, but like I can never get there. You never get big. And although I tried, I never knew what to do. And so... Like, in school, they wouldn't really teach you how to eat, how to not eat, how to, just how to, like, look your best self according to you, not according to others. But also, they don't teach that. It's mainly genetics, really. Like, everybody just thinks that take, like, a year, you can get that body, but you really can't. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody's body works the same. And so it's really hard because... Like looking up, especially as an African American, looking up—it's only really Terry Crews, The Rock, and maybe like a few other people that always look good in every movie. But like you know, growing up skinny, you never know who to look up look up to. Like you were saying, so it's really hard for that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh,
2: oh my bad. Okay. Oh. So you're going back to what you're talking about, about, um, you know, the perfect body being the lead character and the plus size body being the comic relief. It also really, like, incredibly bothered me as a kid and still now when the plus size character's personality was food, which isn't a personality. They, they would they'd be able to base all their actions around food, all their uh, desires, like, oh, they love to cook. They love to eat. They're always at the vending machine. Oh, oh look at me. I can't fit so- through these doors because I'm so fat. And it was, first of all, it's sort of dehumanizing, I, I find, because you're being treated as the the size that you are, not the person that you are. Like, you know, and it's always like physical comedy, never, not always physical comedy, but commonly physical comedy. And it it's sort of, first of all, it teaches people that, Uh, subconsciously teaches people that if you are larger it's because of your own choice because you are making the bad choices with how you eat and oh you just have some sort of unhealthy obsession with food that's your problem it teaches that sort of unhealthy view of of like like how why people are plus size i think if that makes sense and secondly it just it just minimizes all plus size people to having the same personality, which is just, that's not, <laughs> that's not how people are. That's, it's your personality isn't determined by the way you look, it's determined by who you are. So that is always, that was a such, that grinded my, that that would grind my gears when watching movies. It would just like be a, a like I would turn it off, not, well, I wouldn't turn it off. I would just sit through the movie, you know, upset,
5: I guess. <laughs> Cause it was just so frustrating. I agree with that too. And it also makes it seem to like other people that it's acceptable to always make those jokes about um, plus size people. And, um, you know, it just creates, and like subconsciously it just makes you think you look at a bigger person, you're like, oh, they all they do is eat. Well, no, it's really genetics. We can come from genetics. It could just be, you know, a number of um, things and it doesn't always have to be because they have an over obsession with food. Um, and going up when he was talking, yes. They really are. Um, and going back to what Christian said of growing up pretty skinny, because I've kind of been skinny like my entire life. Um, I remember there was a time where like thigh gaps were like, like everybody had to have got thigh gaps.
4: And I'm pretty skinny. I was gonna bring that up. Yes.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty skinny, but my bottom half I got a little bit. Okay. So like I <laughs> never had a thigh, never had a thigh gap, and I would. And like looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, why did I care? But I really used to like look at myself and be like, mm, it's not it, it's not giving. And I'm like, like I'm like, no, I should be comfortable in my body and feel like okay with who I am because you know this is just how I made this is um, built. I can't really change anything about that. And it's not about um, a health a health problem or stuff like that, which you know, which would be dumb to assume anyway. Um, so I think, and a lot of the way the like, media actually has a big toll, especially younger people because it can cause a lot of body dysmorphia and stuff like that. And people just looking at themselves and wanting to be someone else instead of thriving and um,
1: trying to be the best of who they are. In this like being trapped at home kind of thing, I've uh, become a little bit more addicted to Instagram than I would like to admit. Um, and which sucks. I'm trying to work on it. I promise guys, I promise. But, um, like, you know, when you're like scrolling through things and stuff, like, you know, I'm a person that can like appreciate like the beauty of, of like a woman or like just a person of the same sex, regardless of if I like am, you know, I'm um, sexually attracted. Like I can just like say like, oh wow, this is a beautiful woman, but like, I'll be scrolling and I'll like see like these beautiful women and all, all of them, all of them are you know they're slim thick they're they're always have like this hourglass figure and like like you said um miss laporta it's like you know they have the curves in the right places and it's kind of like this thing like i'm at home and i've been like focusing on you know, and it's not, it's because of just like my insecurities too, but also just the insecurities that I've inherited from like looking at these people and, you know, having it just be said to me by the people who like also were pressured into that kind of thinking of like, I need to work out. Like, I need to work out. Like, I need to like have this hourglass figure. I need to look like amazing. That's just ingrained in my head just through like years of like seeing people and like hearing it and then also just like now just being on media but especially at home when you know like you know you just you want to snack on things like you want to be chill when i'm at home i just want to like rest put on pajamas sweats and eat and watch movies and then (laughs) like when you think about that i'm i'm so concerned all the time because all i see are like these people like with these six-pack abs are just like these really flat stomachs and these like perfect curves and i'm like i'm gonna stop eating carbs now bread no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna stop eating dessert now um sweets cool like it's, it's just like this constant thing that i struggle with now where i like see these people and, and and it makes me just like look in the mirror a lot of times. I'm like trying to like fix myself in a way, which shouldn't be happening. Like I shouldn't be like, you know, like stretching things or like pulling things to make it look like how I would want it to look and see how I would want it to see. I shouldn't be like thinking about like, oh, this is what I want my body to look like in this amount of time. Cause I'm honestly setting unrealistic goals for myself. Number one. Number two, I'm also, you know, setting goals for myself that other people would want you know there are some things that i do want that i want to work for myself for because there are just some things that i think would look good on me you know but there are also things that you know i'm working for that other people would want like i don't like i'm i'm a person that like you know my body's built where like regardless of how much i do my ab workouts i'm still gonna have like a little bit of like you know stomach like it's not a lot i'm not gonna be out here like oh my god i'm just so, like i hate when people do that but <laughs> Um, like, you know, I'm still gonna, I'm just, I'm still gonna have, like, a little bit, like, a little bit of baggage, just a little bit. And I always look at myself and I'm just like, why do I not have a washboard? Why don't I have, like, a wall? Why, when someone comes near me, they don't go, wow, I can't, like, penetrate that. And I'm, and I'm just constantly thinking to myself. And then we also get to this, um, thing of, like, why don't, (laughs) like, especially with women, why do I not have, like, curves on my chest? Like, why do I not have curves, like specific curves on my thighs? Why do I not have specific curves like here and there? So it's like this thing that I just like struggle with a lot because you have no, you have no idea how many people have commented on the size of my chest and how that should be changed. And you have no idea how many people have commented on how maybe the size of my lower body is nice, but it could be bigger. And just in general things that could be smaller, could be bigger. And especially while I'm here, just like sitting and thinking, what can I do? And one of it is like self-improvement, how that for some reason translates for me as self-improvement. And
5: just to quickly make a point, I don't, I really don't like how they always pick one plus size person to represent a whole community because everyone's literally built different. every single person so even um they're saying like lizzo being the acceptable and some people don't even think she's acceptable which which is kind of stupid themselves because how you gonna tell somebody else they're not acceptable in their body size but that's a different topic um yeah like it's just always one person and then everybody else is just just like no that's not acceptable like you can be this but don't try to be that don't try to be yourself because you know, why would you want to be yourself? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So
4: I just wanted to make it,
5: yeah, you brought that up. It definitely made that come up for me.
4: And even just like in terms of statistics, um, because who doesn't love math, right? Um, spoiler, it's me. I don't love math, but it's okay. Cause we're working through it. It's fine. Um, it's just insane that even looking at things like body type and things like fit and trends, whatever, um, there was the model Ashley Graham. Who she was like, oh, she's the first plus size model. Oh, it's great. She is like the average weight of uh, like the majority of America. And I was like, oh my God, she's so brave. It's why is she brave for going outside? We want to wear a potato sack and like hate herself. It's just absurd. And now people are backlashing like, well, she's not a plus size model anymore. She's losing weight. How dare she? She doesn't represent us anymore. Because she's she's losing weight now, so she can't be our plus size model, and it just speaks to what Akira what was just saying. How it's this double edged sword: you're either too much or you're not enough. And it's this idea of you know who who is setting these trends and why are these the trends? Like for example, who are your like style icons at this point in your life? Like who are people that you look up to stylistically, and do they look like you?
1: Um is that like a question like that we should answer okay um yeah i'm
4: taking over this podcast what's up it's a laporta cast now what's up fam you know
1: what you know what i'm gonna have a question after you so come for me come for me um but actually i talked a lot like molly if you want to answer this question first and then i will like i'm like back off of that yeah yeah let's do that
2: the question of like my fashion role models um i don't really have a person i kind of i don't really look Although when it comes to fashion, it's kind of weird. But during quarantine, I think my um, when it comes to self-image and body image, my self-esteem has actually gone up during quarantine, even though I'm like, you know, spending more time on Instagram and stuff because, um, well, for starters, I um, I you can't tell because it's, you know, a podcast. But for all the I guess people listening, my hair is like I call it boy short for lack of a better term. Um, I know, obviously, I'm a girl, and girls can have this length, but, like, for the visual, it's not a bob. It's, like, it's really short. And I have wanted that hairstyle since late 7th grade, early 8th grade. But I was scared of a lot of things. Like, for instance, I had some friends that had a similar hairstyle. I didn't want to look like I was copying them. But aside from that, I was also scared of being told that I look like my dad or my brother, being told that I'm, like... Oh, she's gay, which first of all, that's not a bad thing to be gay, but there's a lot of stigma that goes around it. I was scared of being called gay or even non-binary. Again, both of those are fine, but still those were fears that I had as like a middle schooler. And um, I had a fear that it would look bad on my face. I actually found a letter from myself that I wrote in eighth grade, and one of the lines said, Like, dear Molly, da-da-da-da-da, also, don't cut your hair short. You have a round face, and it won't look good on you. Which is very funny, but it's also, like, why was I so mean to myself? I did it anyway. You know, my hair's short now, and I love it. But I cut, I did what, during quarantine, I said, you know, I'm going to cut my hair, because if I don't like it, I can stay in quarantine and grow it out. No one's going to be seeing me except for my family. I cut it. I loved it. And the funniest thing was a lot of the fears that i had about um cutting my hair in a sense came true and it didn't even matter the first comment that i or the second comment that i got on my instagram when i posted it is like no why did you cut your hair you look like jacob my brother jacob and it was like okay well now it's been said and i don't even it doesn't even bother me and the first my i remember when i came downstairs to the um to like my family room when I cut my hair cuz I did it myself with my mom in the bathroom during quarantine. And my dad was like, "Oh, now you can go by they them pronouns," which is like, you know, okay, so these comments have been made about me and they don't even matter. I like my hair. It looks good. And even my fears, you know, have happened to an extent, but I've been blowing them out of proportion. And so being realizing that, having that sort of realization made my like self-esteem about my hair, but also about myself, you know, go up. And not only my hair, but like, when I stopped, during quarantine, I've started dressing for comfort. And because I'm dressing for comfort, well, I mean, obviously, like you can see, because you guys are in a Zoom call, I'm like wearing earrings, I'm wearing a bracelet. So like, I'm still dressing for myself, but I stopped, you know, forcing myself into clothing that isn't comfortable for my body. And when I started wearing clothes that are comfortable on me, i might i feel more comfortable in my body so you know i haven't worn the like my my cute pair of jeans because it's not comfortable even though i you know and, and so i feel more comfortable about myself it's it's a been really really uh it's been one of the better things about quarantine being able to realize how comfortable i can be in myself when i just sort of do things for myself if that makes sense
3: yeah
1: Christian, you wanted to Uh, add
3: something? uh, Yeah, so how you said um, during quarantine you would, like, throw out the bread because you were thinking you were gaining weight or whatever, and, like, just that myth that's been going around, I don't know why, but that carbs are bad and they make you gain weight more than anything else is just not true, but I don't think that's kind of the school system's fault, I think, for not telling us that and not teaching us how to about calories really because say you are on a 2000 calorie diet and you only eat carbs for 2000 calories and then you compare that to a diet where for 2000 calories where you just eat a balanced meal every single time you still wouldn't then weight gain would be the same um i don't know what you mean by that but um your weight would be the same and just feel like counting calories would really help a bunch of people because I know a lot of people that eat like 1200 calories a day, which is really really low, and they just think starving themselves or not starving themselves, but they don't know how many calories they really need, which again I think is the school system's fault.
1: Yeah, like I understand that. And like when we were when we would learn about the food pyramid in um school, we always learned that like, you know, breads and like you know, things of that sorts are um are always bad like they're not bad but they would be like on that like kind of like top part where it's like you know you shouldn't be eating as much of that you know fruits and veggies okay guys you have to get fruits and veggies in your protein and then you'll be fine breads are just to you know don't have too much of that okay like that's like the exact thing i heard throughout all time and you're right we just don't get really um educated on what exactly we are intaking and how that really is affecting us um i'm going to answer a Supporter's question on like fashion like people that we look up to similar to molly i've never been able to idealize someone or really look up to someone especially in media because i used to idolize someone a very long time ago in my my little ages and um i realized that nobody's perfect and i just can't and I just think it's just unfair to idolize one. You can just say someone. it's Miley Cyrus, you know? Hannah Montana. <laughs> nobody's perfect. You
4: can Just say it. If you wanted to say Hannah Montana, nobody's perfect. Just say it. Mean, we're all friends here.
1: Okay, like no, but she's she's amazing. And if Nobody I could, oh, but not know her, at the same time. <laughs> like, like if, if that was my idol, I would have straight up been like, okay, Hannah Montana. Though she was my boo, but no, um. But it's just like, (laughs) but it's just like, you know, um, when you do look at like fashion icons or like just people that are, you know, very fashionable and cute, like, you know what? Someone I think is beautiful, Rowan Blanchard. She's not necessarily like my fashion icon, but I love her fashion sense. Like, I love the way that she dresses. And... You know, she's a very, she she's someone that advocates for all things like body positivity and things like that. But she herself is like a reflection of what I was talking about earlier, that hourglass figure that I could never get because my stomach could never be that flat and just the way that I am could never be shaped as her. And when I see her, I'm like, okay, I would love that style or like, I would love that, but I could never have it. Because she wears corsets and ma'am, no. Um, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's like not something that I'd be willing to be comfortable in. But it's like something that I see on people where I'm like, that looks kind of cool. But like, I, I couldn't, like I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, but I just wanted to ask this question because I think it's like something that um, like I struggle with a lot. And I feel like you guys struggle with. You all have friends, right? You all have friends that love you. Miss Laporta (laughs) You all have friends. I shook my head
4: no because I'm just being obnoxious. Sorry.
1: (laughs) You you all have friends that love you, support you, think you're amazing. Like everybody has their like own group of people where, you know, that's their support system. But I like I have a group of friends and there are just some some ways i feel like does anybody experience in their group of friends that like their body image or like who they are like like in in the sense of like you know what they look like isn't really um expressed as much as they want or like support as much like the people you're surrounded by they don't necessarily you know like have have the same way of thinking about their body as you or like they kind of like go with like the mainstream media? Tell me if I have to rephrase that question because like it's kind of a, I kind of phrase it weird. <laughs> it wasn't a weird phrasing. I just have an opposite response to that. Okay, okay.
4: So I have been lucky enough that uh, my current best friends, um, well, a majority of them, have been my close friends since middle school. Um, and aside from bullying me for wearing overalls in eighth grade, which to be fair, they definitely should've, it, was, it wasn't it was a look, um, <laughs> but I've had the same friends. So over the course of the last, you know, like 15 years, we've been through all of those trends together where, you know, so our core group, there's three of us. There's two females and there's a, a gay male. And as we've grown up, as we've, as our bodies have changed, as we've adjusted to life, as, you know, things happen, um, all three of us have gone through like an influx of weight changes, of um, appearance, specifically for my one friend, the fact that he is a gay male. If he isn't, I mean, in the gay community, just like to take a sidestep. There are all these different classifications for physical type. So because he is bigger, that already puts him in this category. Like, Oh, no fat people. And just in terms of dating, how it's been um, so harmful for these people where all of these apps are based on a picture. It's that do you make a positive impression on somebody in the first three seconds of seeing a picture of them? where you are either going to decide you want to get to know them better, or you want to hook up with them, or you just pass on them entirely. And that's the culture that we're being integrated into. So by having friends who have kind of gone through the same journey or a similar journey, it was like losing weight, gaining weight, um, healthfully, non-healthfully, um, you know, there's been issues of exercise bulimia where my friend i have one friend who wouldn't eat and she would just exercise exercise until she almost ran herself ragged I had to go to the hospital um, i had a friend who was taking diet pills that she was getting from her doctor who ended up getting you know fired for distributing these diet pills and it's all of these different scenarios where people are going to these extremes for what purpose so i and it's you know it's a it's a kind of a cop out answer um but as you get older you genuinely do start to care less and you do get more settled into who you are as a person um it doesn't you know it doesn't mean to say when i had you know a former coworker say oh are you pregnant and i had to look at her and say no no i'm just fat and then just keep the eye contact and make them realize in that moment how ridiculous you sound because first of all dear listeners. Don't ever ask anybody if they're pregnant. I don't care if they're giving birth on the floor in front of you. Don't ask if they're pregnant. Just just wait till they tell you, you know, just like a life lesson thing. Um, but it's just this idea that we are so prone to what other people are telling us and what we're thinking about our friends and how they're influencing us to make good or bad decisions that, oh, let's go to the gym together. But like, oh, let's also like share an ice cube for dinner because we're both going to be super skinny. It's, we, you need to look at, the content and the quality of why you are trying to look a certain way and who you're doing it for. And that is my Oprah comment that I'm gonna pause.
5: Let's take a moment of silence for that. It's a good comment to think about. Okay, yeah, but um, even in high school, I've had some comments and everybody knows I'm pretty skinny, but I do have, I I feel like I have a stomach and the reason why I feel like I have a stomach and obviously not a big one because not that big, but um, I used to get comments when I used to the way where like, more tight fitting shirts and stuff like that. Um, it'd be like in joking way, but clearly like, are you pregnant? Like, did something happen? Blah blah blah. Which is like <sighs> so then I would go home and I'll be like, wow, like maybe I'm kind of big, you know what I'm saying? Which is clearly just not true. You know what I'm saying? And not saying anything's wrong being big, it's like just be healthy and whatever whatever, whatever size that you are. <laughs> um yeah, but it still it still made me feel like you know like, what am I doing wrong? Am I eating too much? Like, you know, is there something I need to stop eating? Do I need to cut back on like carbs and stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? Like he was saying before about that, and you know it's just how quickly and how easily we can be influenced and and being naive about how that other people's opinions on us like matter so much when they really don't. And you know that's a ongoing battle. I think a lot of people still like you know, fight with and eat I feel like I've become more comfortable in my body during quarantine too. And looking at myself and I remember at the beginning of quarantine, I wanted to start a whole workout routine. That lasted like one week. Definitely did. I tried and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> and you know, and I think I was doing it because everybody else was like, yeah, I'm gonna get fit. You're gonna come out of quarantine. Everybody's gonna like what you look like and da, da, da. That doesn't matter. You know, just just you know, I just feel like it really doesn't matter like how your body is. And if you want to work on your body, like that's perfectly fine. Like nothing's wrong with that because if you want to improve yourself for your own self and not for other people, that's perfect.
4: And that's the whole thing at the end of the day is who are you doing this for? Why are you looking a certain way for a certain group of people? Especially if you're all shopping at the same store. Like you're, you're getting clothes from like one of like five places at this point. Everyone's going to look the same. So you're going to compare yourself. Who wore it better? It's that is like a constant thing also in media. And I keep coming back to this, but that's a really big media thing where it's you're pinning up people who are wearing the same outfit and saying, who wore it better? Or how do you balance having a career and a work life? Well, and it's setting up these expectations that you can't be happy with how you look. Like what's your Like what's your workout regimen? Well, I wake up and I get out of the bed and then I walk down the stairs, I mean, does that count? Like it's, there's this like, for some reason this obsession with why are you doing what you're doing? Who are you doing it for? And why aren't you trying to be better? This is the best version of myself that I am today. And I can either hate myself and my body or I can say, this is who I am today. And that's how I'm going to live my life. And that's a really frustrating thing about mental health and about eating disorders. Where, you know, you can run the gamut from binge eating where all you do is compulsively eat and eat and eat without any end in sight. Or there's the other extreme where you're not eating whatsoever or you're, you know, you're binging and purging. There's all of these different um, spectrum eating disorders that aren't categorized. And especially in regards to men where it's not even talked about. Um, The guy who played uh, Aquaman and Khal Drogo. Jason Momoa, he, after he was off Aquaman, he was, uh, t- there was a picture taken of him on the beach and people ripped into him. Oh, uh, aqua flab, look how gross he looks. He's like, hey, so I had a literal eating disorder while I was filming the movie because I was working out so much. And then I like got back into a healthy routine and everyone just like came for me. So it's this idea that you have to look perfect or else you're the worst. And it's, who were you doing this for? Yeah, and I
5: definitely agree with that. Um, I had an example for uh Billie Eilish. You know, she wears a lot of baggy clothing and stuff like that. But then when she started popping out with like um, you know, just like more tight fitting clothing, people then critique her body for off of that. So first it was she's not showing enough. And now, oh well, I don't like her body, let's cover her back up. You know, it's just like it's never gonna be good enough for anyone.
4: So you but just might also notice they waited until she turned eighteen to make those comments. Yeah. It was until she turned 18 and then it became a thing of she's covering up for modesty because she's a child. Well, oh, well, now she's an adult. Let's sexualize her.
5: Yeah.
4: And that was a huge part of why she chose the clothing she wore. Had nothing to do with what she physically looked like, but just why are you objectifying her when that's not what she's, that's not the image she's portraying? Exactly.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. That, like, in general, people are, um, Like, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. In media, people feel that body positivity means to sexualize commonly not sexualized bodies, if that makes sense. Like, body positivity should be about, like, appreciating, you know, that the size of your body doesn't, you know, first of all, doesn't define your worth, doesn't def- mean you're not healthy, and, you know, appreciating all the stuff that your body does for you, you know, keeping you alive, and et cetera, but I feel like the body positivity community is very focused on, like, this body is beautiful, you know, you know, wear that, don't, like, you you look pretty without any clothes on, you know, like, and it's, like, that's, that. while, while it's important to view your, like, to, to be uh, to to like well it's important to like try to help people not see themselves as ugly. I think that sexualizing bodies is not necessarily the way to or the only way at least though but not the way to to go about you know having people become more positive about how their body is and how it works. I hope that made sense. I don't know if I phrased that correctly.
1: Yeah, that made sense. I have two thoughts actually. Um, Christian, because I want to hear more about like the the guys' perspective on this. Um, would you say that like your your friend group or just maybe like the group of people that you associate with, like, do you guys talk about body image? Because I feel like that's just not talked about in general. Because I know, like, when I have conversations with Molly, when I have conversations with Makira, even when I have conversations with Miss Laporta, I've at some point mentioned how I look in something. I've asked them how I look in something. I've said like how I'm feeling, the how about like the way I look. We've talked about how we're uncomfortable with this. I've talked about how I need to work out, this, this, that, that. So I just wanna know like, you know, like does your group of friends portray a certain body image that maybe you want or wish you had and like is negative on you? Or like, do you guys talk about stuff like that? Do you think it should be um, talked
3: about? We definitely don't talk about it, which is pretty bad, I think in men and seen it as like weak or like just actually more feminine to you know be insecure about your body or to want to look one way or the other and tell people about it so i think a lot of guys just uh, keep it to themselves and either try to do it or they just give up because they don't know what to do which is pretty bad and i think if we talked about it more within each other, we could help each other get to our goals, which we need or which we feel like we need. And what were your other questions? I don't think I hit them.
1: If it's kind of like, do like do they kind of portray the body image that maybe like you would want? Or like, do you guys, or do you get like jealous of maybe your friends? Or is there kind of like a competition between you guys? Cause I know yeah. like I've been within like um, a group of guys and you guys tend to be, um, very attacking in ways, or like from what I've seen, you can be very attacking or very competitive. And is that something that affects you with your body?
3: Yeah, um, it's definitely more uh, passive aggressive, kind of, when talking about it. So, like maybe more into the high school years, everybody wants to look like, like we were talking about, like the guys in the movies, you know, six pack abs and everything. But um, yeah, we all kind of look up to the same standard, really. I don't think we'll ever get past that until maybe college or after unfortunately. That
1: makes a lot of sense. Um my next question like for this cuz this is just something that I I think that um needs to be addressed school body image. When you're in school cuz I know I feel like this like do you feel safe in your body <laughs> like not just not just from like, you know, the possible comments of like men or women, whoever may be objectifying you, do you feel like safe as and comfortable? Do you feel comfortable around teachers respecting your body? Do you think people, you know, respect people's bodies even though they're wearing the same thing? Like, do you think like teachers, staff and students, do you think it's like a safe place to be whatever kind of body you are? And do you think like the right things are said within the classroom if there is a comment relating about a body or something. I have some thoughts on this, but I definitely want to hear from you guys. So I think teachers have a, are better in respecting people's body, like clearly,
5: but a lot of students, I think they're just immature and they're just, they're projecting their own like um, ideas and like their own insecurities on other people, or they're just simplify, simply objectifying people because they're immature and that's all they know how to do you know not saying that's acceptable but not to say only boys do that because only boys don't do that but you know a lot of them do because again they're immature um i know in school i've been uh, i'm sorry it's my dog um yeah i've been objectified a lot in school and i feel like that's where it mostly happens and i i feel like it started even even at elementary school i it happened so much that <laughs> it happened so much that um you start to normalize it when it shouldn't be you know you start to just think it's just okay It's just how people are yeah yeah that internalized it too it's like no it's not okay you, allowing people to say those things about you or make you feel this type of way and over sexualize you and things like that um gabby you can definitely pop in if you want to um it isn't it will never be okay and I, I feel like i've been dealing with this since like elementary school and that's really young you know i my first experience i was like i'm like what am i like
1: six i'm like huh like what did i do like, no yes yeah. like me and me yeah. are both like i've literally been in like both, like a room with Wakira, where someone has said something to both of us, or it's just to her, or just to me, where we're both like, did did they just say that? Yeah, like we're in school, like what are you doing? I, it, it, like, I I don't know, like both, both like me and Wakira, just the amount of times we talked about this, have like experiences for a long time, which shouldn't be the case. And I remember I, oh, I remember I made a statement one time at like this VPS thing to like like superintendent right about how <laughs> I feel unsafe at school because I am objectified and and like I have been like you know touched inappropriately or I have been just in generally like harassed with comments and the response I got from my principal was just like they, they talked to me Great. They talked to me, and what? And the next time I wore, I wore something to school, and like, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't showing anything. I had fishnets on. I wasn't showing anything. I had fishnets on. I had a long sleeve shirt. I had like a an overalls that like covered, like covered what I had, but I had fishnets on. And from that, they were like. And the amount of comments I've gotten when I was, like, in middle school, but even though though now it's, like, a fad to have fishnets, I just want to put that out there. Like, like the amount of comments that I've had were, like, oh, you are now a stripper because you wear fishnets. You are now, like, a prostitute because you wear fishnets. And now it's, like, a fad, like, you wear fishnets, you're hot. But we're not going to get into that. Like, just because I had that article of clothing, my principal comes to me and she says, um... Thank you, Akira. I did start the trend, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but my friend's looking to me, she said, you talked to me about, like, you know, not wanting to be harassed or getting comments, and now you're wearing this. And the first thing that ca- came into my mind, and the thing I think about to this day, because I still think about that moment, is "What do you what do you mean by that? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, I wanna know, <laughs> like, I wanna know how like you're gonna tell me, I told you I didn't wanna be harassed, but I'm wearing something. I'm gonna call Miss Laporta to say something because I feel like she has something to say.
4: So I feel like enough time has passed now where I can have this conversation with you. And apparently all of the podcast, hey everyone. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I used to work uh, where Gabby went to school. And that day I remember specifically because a teacher came to me and said, hey, you're close with Gabby, can you talk to her about her wardrobe today? I said, absolutely not. And they said, well, well, why? I said, what is she wearing that's inappropriate? Why do we have to talk to her, but we won't talk to the girls coming from the ex sports team who are wearing long t-shirts that cover the shorts and it looks they're just wearing t-shirts. Why do we wanna talk to Gabby who is wearing an outfit that she's fully covered in and it's the same length, but why are we not addressing the other girls as well? Well, oh, well that's different. It's not different. It's not different. And the thing is that that whole idea of addressing different body types in the same outfit is is an issue. Um, where there will be, and I speak more for females about this because I see it more with females, where they will wear the same exact pair of shorts, and because it falls differently on one let's be real on a black girl versus a white girl, how that looks. Well, it's the same exact size. You can measure them. It's just how it falls in their body is different. So now they need to be more aware. And again, it's this idea of, well, why are we teaching the women not to feel empowered on what they're wearing? But why are we not talking to these students who make the comments that are feeling, quote unquote, distracted? That's a different issue entirely that is not at all related to what somebody's wearing. There's no, like, they were asking for it. That is, that is victim blaming
5: and we're not about that. And yeah, growing up, I've always been told, even by my parents, and I know their intention is just like to protect me and make sure nothing happens to me, but I've always been told to cover up. And because my body type, I'm a little more curvy. I'm small, but I'm a little bit more curvy. So like, you know, the same person with like, like, You know who doesn't have as much curves as me because we're the same thing but people come at me like oh that's too much and they're like oh you're trying to be this you're trying to be grown i'm like no i'm not (laughs) it's just like this is just what i have you know the clothes are going to fit me how they fit me i didn't pop out the womb and create my body you know like (laughs) this is just what i have and i mean i'm even still dealing with like making sure that i'm not like Coming at myself or how my body looks too. And I'm like, this is just what I have, you know I, I'm not doing anything to be over sexualizing like over sexualize myself or anything like that You know, it's just like if something's tighter fitting my body type is going to look Babies um, It's <laughs> going to look different on me than there's someone who's like flatter
1: Like I just want I just want like want to make this day. St- oh Molly. Did you have something to say? Go on like, go go <laughs>
2: I was just gonna say that um So I went to a private school during uh, like from like kindergarten to eighth grade and they had a dress code. So I wasn't able to experiment with my clothing until high school more or less. And because, you know, I'm not going to buy pieces of clothing that I can't wear for, you know, half like a third of the year or, you know, three, two thirds of the year. So I, I grew up with all the stigmas about, you know, Um, with like which articles of clothing are you know too sexual versus which ones aren't like a crop top and as Gabby was talking about fishnets and when I you know got into high school was able to create a wardrobe and to choose how I wanted to look you know more than I was in middle school I became I noticed just how self-conscious i was of the clothing of what i wanted to wear versus what i thought i could wear you know like no i can't wear a crop top i'm i'm trying too hard to be sexual because i'm wearing something that shows this much of my stomach and i those sort of stigmas about what the clothing means like says about you or you know justifies how people treat you and really i, I kind of internalized them a lot as a like as like a middle schooler and it really uh, i prevented myself from wearing stuff that i was interested in and even still i'm still conscious of like what i'm wearing based on the stigma that article of clothing has but it's just kind of it's kind of crazy how people have assigned personalities to articles of clothing and they'll justify how people treat you based on this piece of clothing that has
5: nothing to do with that that shouldn't determine how people treat it yeah just really quickly um we need to start teaching people more just to be respectful of other people and their um be respectful of other people and their bodies and not tell the girl or like whoever it could be a guy too uh just not to pick their pieces of clothing for other people to like to look respectable to other people i don't know if i'm phrasing that correctly but you know just you know not telling the girl you need to cover up because because you're distracting other guys, other people other in the room. Like, no, you know, like there's a difference from being like overly provocative and clearly, you know, that's just too much versus, you know, you're wearing, like we were saying earlier, wearing the same thing as someone else, but because your body type is different, it's okay for them to wear it and not okay for you.
1: Um, I asked Christian, Christian something in the chat about like, you know, um, objectification school like for boys or maybe how it's respected in school for boys. And like um Christian, you said like um well just, just say it out loud, like what what, what you want to say or like what your your difference is.
3: Oh um so in the chat, um I said well for me it's not that like in my opinion, I don't know if other guys have felt this, but it's not as big as a deal or it's not as obvious for clothing wise because uh for me in middle school and high school, all the guys really haven't dressed any differently. Like it's just a shirt and jeans. So really the only thing that I don't think we've been objectified as much as women in the school system I I know
2: that in my um at when I in eighth grade when I was still at the um private school and had a dress code, um, they would apply so yeah. Castius. Um they would apply the dress code differently to guys and girls, but like sometimes it was it was worse for guys. I remember I had um I was wearing this like brown pair of uh like I guess they're I guess they're capris, I guess. Uh the first day of school, I didn't get dress coded for it. A guy had a similar length and it was they were just like salmon colored. He got dress coded for it and for the you know, the length, I think it was or or it was either the color but it was kind of like ridiculous that I I have like I at that school I would wear like a wide variety of pant colors that because the the rule was you can have a solid color and that was okay that kid wasn't allowed to wear the salmon colored pants and that really (laughs) frustrated him understandably I was kind of frustrated too that they were applying that sort of color rule differently that was a weird uh thing I I don't really I didn't really get that. I think they've changed the rule at this point but that was that was something that didn't really make sense that they were applying that differently for him versus for me.
1: Um, This is going to be like my last kind of question like building off of like kind of like the school community. Um, I don't know if we hear has a question afterwards but this is kind of like something that has bothered me like not just being like objectified in school by peers and stuff like that or just being treated differently by peers but like Have you ever been made uncomfortable by the comments of a staff member or have you ever had a conversation with a staff member that you thought was inappropriate about other students in school and there's just like, and you just feel like there's, there needs to be like, you know, something said about that. I just feel like there's just not a lot of light about how teachers talk to each other about students and how teachers talk to students about students, which I think is a problem that needs to be addressed because I feel like I've definitely had situations where, you know, a teacher's mentioned around me about, you know, the way that someone, like, dresses or looks and how that's, like, not okay even though someone li- quite literally, like, wears the same thing, like, and, but, like, may have a smaller or bigger image and usually smaller because it's okay. And they'll be like, and and I'll kind of think about like, why why is this not okay on like a bigger person than it is on a smaller person? And just in general, like, I just want to uh, tackle staff because that's intense. But I feel like it needs to be mentioned how like staff addresses this issue. Um, <laughs> like from a
4: st- do you want my opinion from a staff perspective or an experience that I had as a student?
1: Uh, I would love both from everyone, but like yes, both for
4: you, one hundred percent. Well, my. My student uh, experience came when I was a senior, and I just went off the rails um, at my AP Lit teacher, a because he was a creep, like super creepy. He just gave off that like creepy, like just creepy vibes. Couldn't explain it. She was like, "Oh, something is weird," and he made a com- like he made several comments, like you know, directed toward kids. He was very like particular toward females, and there was one student who was a. uh she did ballet. She was a dancer. And he's like, Well, see if those dance skills can get you somewhere else, you know, at a different type of dance venue. Maybe I can come see you at a different. I'm like, Ugh! And I, I'm i like, That's enough of that, sir. And he's like, Whoa, why well, met like at like a concert venue? I'm like, We all know you didn't mean that because you're making everybody uncomfortable. And he's like, What? She wouldn't look good in a ballet costume? I'm like, You just want to see the leotard and what else? And then he kind of stared at me and he sent me to the office and I said, what did I say that was incorrect? And the answer was nothing. Um, so, I mean, that was just my one little one-off thing, but yeah, it's, I've had teachers and again, I've been, you know, in the system for seven years now and I've had teachers say, Hey, you're really good at like talking to the kids about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, so I can talk to other human beings about the cloth they're putting on their bodies. And you're, the, the issue isn't why they have an issue with that, it's what is their personal issue with the clothing? Because it's one thing if you're talking about dress code, if it's talking about dress code, then okay, it should be dress code for everyone. Why is your particular issue with that student wearing that item of clothing, but not that student, why is that the concern? And it needs to be a reframing of this conversation where, adults and staff members who are supposed to be representing um you know this this open communication issue why are we not asking them why they're the ones who are feeling some type of way about it uh are you feeling uncomfortable for a reason if there is a reason what is that reason are you only um for example targeting students of a certain race or maybe it's only students who are over the age of 18 or under the age of 18. Um, it it needs to be, who are the students that you're targeting with this same level of discrimination and why? And that's the conversation that needs to be happening is not our, how are we empowering our students to feel comfortable in what they're wearing in their own skin? But why are we as the adults teaching them that they should be shameful, um, of a non-shame situation?
1: Um, I wanted to make a statement about, like, female staff because we've made a lot of statements about, um, like, male staff because I feel like many have had, like, situations. But I have a thing where there are are some female staff where they hold um, some students as, like, higher and therefore should be wearing more professional clothing than... Students who they feel are lower, and they just let slide, or just here and there. There have been many situations where, like once again, like I'm just wearing something like every other person, and they also I also tend to see like female staff also like will sometimes target girls also more than they do guys. Like they're like, oh, yeah, like 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 Miss Laguardia, she said like, why are you wearing that like? You know, like this this whole entire thing of like you you should be better, which is insane to me, especially when they're like when they address things of like guys because there there will be some times where um female staff will say something to guys, but a lot of the time it's just like, um, oh they're just boys. I'm sorry, what? Um, oh, Could you repeat that again? I don't think I heard you correctly. Toxic masculinity says who? <laughs> like, like, oh, they're they're just boys. They're they're gonna have like their pants that sa- I f- I swear to God, if I ever had my pants sagging in class, <laughs> I I would be going to prison. I swear to God, like I would be like someone would be coming down. They would be like making sure that I had a talking to. I I would be you know like charged with human indecency like in public. I'd, I I some something would happen if my pants were sagging. I'm just gonna put that out there, okay. But like, you know, just, just things of like, you know, if like, you know, and I, and I understand that's like, sometimes it's a style thing, but sometimes it'll be so much where their, their whole bottom is out. Like their whole boxers are out. If
4: your pants are at your knees,
1: what's the point?
4: <laughs> I don't get that's, it. That's,
5: that's no, them don't even know what that really represents. Like, y'all don't know why people like the background of why people used to do that. And they used to do that in jail. And that's a little too graphic to get into, but you know what I'm saying? But mm, yeah,
1: yeah. they just want to be cool and hip. But I'm like, honey, no, you're not. You just kind of look like a fool. But anyway, this is- Or like when they're just wearing tank tops in class or things of that sort. So that is seemingly crazy for like a girl to do sometimes. But like for guys, it's just like, they're wearing- what do you mean? They're, they're clothed? I swear, like, last week you said something about, like, you know, me wearing a tank top. So why wasn't I clothed? Be- well, you know, because, you know. I No, I don't know.
4: Because you have, like, an extra, like, two inches of flesh that makes some people uh, uncomfortable. Mm. Well, then we need to talk about them. why they think shoulders are, like, the end-all be-all. <laughs>
1: exactly but also but like just coming back to just like just female teachers for some reason like I've just had experiences where they're like you know you as a student I know you you have so much potential you have so much like gift and strength why are you dressing like this why are you dressing like her I've heard that before like why are you dressing like this other person like why are you dressing like that kind of thing like this whole entire like thing of like you're high they're low so i'm not gonna go there but i'm gonna say something to you and, and my exact question to this is what's different why can't i have a style and if we have the same style why can't we both be cool why are they hold up, held at a lower standard too because it's often and it's also often been a thing about race body image is so like reflective of race for no reason other than the fact that you know we're in like a country that for some reason, this is like a big thing, which it shouldn't be. If she's darker skin than me, she's still beautiful. Wakira, I'm gonna shout out to you, you know, every other every other, every other, other person of color, I'm gonna shout you out because y'all are gorgeous, but I'm just gonna shout out Wakira because she's my co-host. But anyways, like, you know, they're, they're still beautiful. Like, why can't they be as beautiful as me? Why are they held at a lower standard? Why are we not at the equal fields where we are both intelligent we're both having these styles because that's just what we like, how how should I be better? Why is wearing longer clothing better too? Like, I just wanna ask that, like why is like covering my knees or covering my shoulders and my arms, how is that better? How is that more like professional in a sense? How is how is that giving this thing of like, I am like smarter, this and that, and that's like the, end, the, the last statement I'm gonna make on this
4: oh it's just because that's the source of your power and they know it that's it just a dumb comment bye
5: um yeah i'm I'm sorry to drink my water um yeah i would like to add on to gabby just a little bit i definitely agree with that even um even outside of clothing i think some teachers just need to do better on the way that they look at students and how they treat them based on their personal um opinions of the student's worth in the world, I just feel like, and some some teachers do a good job with definitely like hiding it more, because in reality, everybody's gonna have favorites, like at the end of the day, literally everything. But some teachers do definitely, you see it more, and, and it's not always, um, I don't know how to properly say that. Okay, well, never mind. Well, I was trying to say like, I'm trying to figure out how to say just like, well, whatever, okay, so, yeah, basically, teachers just need to do better with, like, showing who their favorites are and stuff like that. And sometimes it really is a race thing. I used to have a teacher in elementary school. Um, she was my math teacher, and I could clearly see she and, like, Black people. Like, it was just very prominent and just everything she would do. And it was just... And I think, I wouldn't say racism is... Racism is still very much a problem. And, you know, it's, it's not shown... Like, we like to think it's not as... There as it is like we try to just like eh, throw it away now we're definitely getting better at it like nowadays to, like really like this is problem this needs to be fixed there's like systematic racism stuff like that like these are definitely big issues that shouldn't be overlooked but just um yeah it's more more normalized than it should be you know it's like the stuff is not okay and I remember just being I used to get always and listen I'm not good at math honey I, I, uh <laughs> uh I'm just like Miss Laporta. Like I'm great at English. I can, I can be very good. But man, it's just not there for me. But even as a little kid, I knew I was like, it's about the same, right? Like the way she would talk to me versus you see, she would talk to a white kid or just like talk to other black kids or the way she would uh, be like, okay, that's enough of you, you know, stuff like that. But not none of that to like, um, to the lighter skin, not the lighter skin. The white people in the class and stuff like that. So it's definitely, you know, just things, things like that. It's outside of just the body issue. The body, yeah, wider skin. Sorry, <laughs> um, outside of just the body issue, and um, it's definitely a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, teachers are um, people too. Um, not saying racism, okay? Racism's not okay. But I'm talking about the favoritism part. So like, everybody's going to have um, um their favorites and people who they think of in a higher standard but definitely they need to give all students the same amount of opportunity and respectfulness and remember that respect goes definitely both ways and um yeah just just that um i guess one more it's my last question i don't know if we already answered this if we did then we can just um forget about it um have you um Have you seen your body type, your own personal body type, represented in the media ever in your life and how did it make you feel and was it, you know, the way that people were looking at it, were they like, oh, she's beautiful or, oh, I don't like that. So how did did it make you feel? And for you too, uh, Christian, so definitely overall question for everybody.
2: So for people listening, I guess, I have scoliosis, which basically means my spine is in the shape of an S and I have very severe scoliosis, like, when i bend over i have like a hunchback almost looking thing and it's i remember when i got um when i started getting interested into fashion and i would like go on youtube and look at all these like you know fashion videos or whatever and they would get into a section of the video talking about like what type of body do you have do you have a triangle an hourglass a pear for whatever reason and I remember looking at my body and being like, "Well, mine's an S, so what do I wear now?" <laughs> and um, it was kind of frustrating because I, they, you know, they. It's apparently scoliosis is like a really common thing. Like the whenever I mention it to people, like in like groups, I get at least like one or two people being like, "Oh yeah, I have that too," or "I have the reverse," where my my spine goes the other direction. Like, it's a very, especially among girls. I When I was at the doctor, that's what they said. It's very common among young girls, you know, or older girls, because it stays with you for life if we get surgery. But back to what I was talking about, I remember, you know, thinking if my body, you know, if I don't see, since no one really addressed scoliosis or they, you know, com- we're putting all these body types into boxes or you know different shapes i felt like i couldn't wear anything because i didn't perfectly fit any of the recommendations that they gave based on the body types and so i always sort of felt stuck because it's like well i don't have a triangle body so i can't wear this and i don't have a round body so i can't wear this and i don't have a square body so i can't wear this well what am i supposed to wear and it was i it just you know i had to kind of learn that first of all certain bodies aren't meant to wear certain things. You wear what you want, but also that um, just, you know, that, that's like, yeah, that's, you, you you kind of, you define what you want to wear, even if people never tell you, like, it, no no, one's able, able to give advice for the way you look, if that makes sense.
1: All right, well, Molly's gonna have our closing statement there. Um, I think we had a really, really good conversation um, I, I love that, like, everybody had something to say at some points, and I hope that the audience who's listening, whether it be teachers, students, non-students, like, you know, cats, dogs, whoever, whoever is like, you know, struggling with, um, their body image and just how they feel about themselves, that they were maybe comforted by this, and maybe you gained some advice from this, and how to you know approach your body differently more positively and you know because you're beautiful boo like everyone in the audience you're beautiful that's it like there, there's there's no argument to it you you're gorgeous you're you and i have no doubt that there are people who love you in your life because you are a piece of gold um but you know i really think that we had like a good talk um i think that. We have some, um, we had amazing guests here. Everybody, clap it up for guests. Woohoo! Thank for joining
5: us. It's really nice to have you all
1: and to have all you do. Everybody's
5: different input and insight in life. So I think it's really good to have different perspectives because that's different
1: um, experiences. So, really appreciate that and bringing that all together today. Yes, absolutely. Um, if anybody wants to, like, say, like, a little bit of, like, a goodbye message, feel free to do it now.
3: Um, so for anybody listening, if they like superhero movies or anything, because I've always noticed how not just black people, but uh, people of color had more, had smaller roles and smaller points of importance in movies like Avengers and, uh, maybe Justice League, too, that, um, even though it's hard to find it in, for hard to find representation in those movies, that comics, they have a lot of different diversities. And for any uh, race, for Asians, Blacks, Hispanics, they're just amazing. Like DC Comics, you probably go to your library, find a bunch with different people with main, main character roles of different races.
4: So. And I'll, I'm gonna leave it on this. Um, two things, number one, if there is not somebody who looks like you, acts like you, sounds like you in the media that you want to see, guess who can be that person? You. So if you don't see that person, then be that person. Because in the words of RuPaul Charles, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else? So that's that's what I'm going to leave it on today.
2: I don't have any wisdom, but... Um... I want to say thank you to Gabby and Wakira for having us here. It was a lovely conversation and I'm glad I was able to take part.
1: Thanks ladies. Well, actually fun fact, Molly is actually the person who um, pioneered this thought of body image talk. So applause for Molly because she kind of cool. She kind of cool. Anyways, thank you everyone for being here. Ms. Laporta, Molly, Christian, all beautiful people. I'm your co-host Gabriella. I <laughs> <And> me, Kara. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm sorry. I Kara, the other co-host. There you go. <laughs> and this was tough talk. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you everyone for joining us in today's episode. A special thank you to Molly Glazer, Christian Taylor, and Mrs. Laporta for joining us in an important conversation that needed to be had in order to increase self-love. Also, a thank you to Garnet Jackson for creating our podcast music. You can find him on Instagram at Y0N3T. Again, thank you for joining us in this episode and we hope to see you again in two weeks. Happy holidays and stay possum.